You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Everything right now feels so out of reach. You always land on your feet, bro. You're hymen. They don't get out much. <laughs> I just want to rap. Jenny? But do not open it. You went in to get a shops, and all you brought back was a hamburger. Okay, I don't think it's a burger. You haven't looked. What the hell is that? How did you get it to do that? I think he likes me. It's on your back! Get it off! Get it off! Hey, Welcome to the Period Table Wars. My name is Dion, and I am joined tonight by Jill and Peter, and no Quinny because he's off peering at mollusks. Yes, that's right. Uh, with that information, what you will? Yeah, do with that. Yeah, we, we don't care. We don't really care what you're doing with any of that information. And tonight, we're going to be reviewing the Blue Beetle, or yes. Blue Battelle, uh, or no. one of one of the worst beetles, like the fifth beetle. I don't know. Anyway, the blue one. <laughs> Yes, we're doing the blue album, not the white album today. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, my goodness. Hello. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? We saw the Blue Beetle last night, and it's still, are you still basking in the afterglow of the Blue Beetle? Um, look, I'm <laughs> on my fourth week of a weird head cold. Uh, <laughs> the Blue Beetle did not heal me. It was fine. I had a good time. It was but, fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'd like to be put out of my misery. Uh, oh wow! With with this, with this, one, that's a bit telling. Do you think? We, do, do you do you consider that this one, the Blue Beetle, may be uh, what what the Flash was to like? You know, the okay. oh, we're starting again. I don't know. Like it's kind Here's of the thing. I saw a fucking some website making a claim that Blue Beetle is the best DC film this year. I'm like. But did you forget that The Flash also came out this year and it was fantastic? Because then I was like, hang on, what other DC films have come out this year? And I'm like, wait, The Flash. I'm like, fuck off, Blue Beetle. You're not better than The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I hate The Flash and The Flash was fucking good. <laughs> so I would like it noted for context of my review that I haven't seen The Flash yet. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, you're going to really enjoy all of the top tier cgi that they put into the flash <laughs> whereas i've got to say the blue beetle cgi is a lot better than the flash you know why because they used an actual real life suit it wasn't just entirely cg yeah they did and that, that thing was where they the beautiful thing where they should like, have used both of them but yeah an actual hero suit was stunning too. Uh, yeah really look well you know another another part of the franchise of superhero films where there are people who are putting these out and we are watching them and yet another origin story of how did the Blue Beetle come about? And who is the Blue Beetle? And does anyone who does it has never read the comics or seen anything even know or give a shit as to who the Blue Beetle is? Yeah, where's Peter? The who now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the what, huh? Our I mean, token non-comic reader. Where is she? <laughs> I mean, it's... My, my question to Jill beforehand. So is this like an important character? Are people going to be mad? <laughs> like, what's going on? 
Nah. I mean, how kind much of. anger should we expect from the general community over this? From what I understand, uh, I feel like the Blue Beetle is important to a certain group, but I feel like he's he's more of an important side character, and it's a bit confusing as to why he gets his own show. Yeah, it's definitely not on the level of like a Batman or a Superman. Um, no. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe say he's like a C level hero yeah and that's kind of strange isn't it or as quoted in the movie like batman but not as good yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) kind of yeah i I do kind of like that one it's kind of like oh it's a it's a suit of armor superhero again cool (laughs) so is it iron man no it's alien okay so it's alien iron man great yeah okay so you're still what if is what if the karate kid got an alien armor (laughs) that is what this movie felt like to me yeah yeah, and like, you what know, if Ralph Macchio was Iron Man? It sounds strange, yeah. you know. And I'm, but I'm just trying to think of an analog in the Marvel universe. Like, what strange character got their own film as, you know, as what sort of C level tier? I don't know. Anyway, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, kind of, yeah, but I can't explain it. Why it's, you know. I don't know. I, you know what? It's it's better off to try to explain. If if there's one way to explain who and what the Blue Beetle is, it would be a synopsis, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, sure. Yes, and because we do not have our resident uh, vocal expert here tonight, <laughs> and we are going to... Uh, I, there we go. I, we have a shit accent. But you know what? I'm not going to give you the very out, like, easy, like, layup shit accent yeah. because that can go Dion, down a different way. Dion has banned me from racist accents, so you're not going to get Chulo to night puppy no i i was gonna request evil karen uh oh no i was gonna go uh like alien ai like you know a little bit a little bit kind of regular like you know that would do a little uh, something (laughs) (laughs) she's got a quite she's got a quite pleasant like alexa style voice yeah honestly i wasn't expecting the scarab's voice to be female Hoping for something a little more androgynous. Yeah, everyone, everyone's kind of ready for it. Though, whatever. Oh, like, no. It's like people go, but we want the Chula axes. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it lives forever on the internet, people. <laughs> yes, anyway. Oh yeah. Ooh, um, forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, All right. Do I'll I... do a weird alien voice or something. Yeah, I don't know if I've that got should any help music. Hang on. With this throat thing I've got. Uh, got any music? Uh, I'm. I. You know what? I don't. But I've got something in the in the in the background, like from from the old playlist, and I don't. It doesn't actually matter. But it's a bit eighties and a bit you know, kind of Cynthia? musicy. Synthy. There we go. Go for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. Jaime Reyes suddenly finds himself in possession of an ancient relic of alien biotechnology called the Scarab. When the Scarab chooses Jaime to be its symbiotic host, he's bestowed with an incredible suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero Blue Beetle. Surprisingly, sounded like the no. film. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, yeah, that's good. That's good. You can keep your kajida right there, but you just need to have a little bit more murderous intent at the start. Mm. You know, that's kind <laughs> of where we're sitting with it. Um, uh, going instant kill mode. 
Uh, yeah, it, it, does it not, like, uh, he was, there was a problem with this, watching this film, I was like, this Isn't is reminding it just me. like fucking, uh, what was the first one? Which, Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, it, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, like, um, and it kind of, uh, I don't really know, like, I, I'm torn between this, I, I'm on, I am on a, a seesaw between the two extremes <laughs> of Blue Beetle because it's just this one film where I'm like, I have nothing invested in this, so I don't care. Like, yeah. try and entertain me. And then I was kind of entertained. And then there was just some weird choices, I think, about the character motivations and what they went through. And, like, some big swing, pendulum swings about, like, what who this film was supposed to be marketed at. And at some points I'm like, this is a teenage. And at some points I'm like, this is tween age. And at other points I'm like, oh, this is for five-year-olds. And then something comes out and I'm like, did they shoot this R and that scene got through? Because this is not what we were expecting when we get there. So I was a little bit surprised. I was like, I don't know where this sits on the realm of where do I go? Yeah. I mean, I really did see the parallels with Karate Kid and Spider-Man. Um, it was interesting. It was definitely like a origin story film, but. I quite liked the family element to it. I thought that was a little bit different, you know. Um, and the, I liked the family. They were so eccentric, but they were all very charming and I didn't find any of them, like, overly annoying, mm. um, which could have been dangerous with the sister character she, and or the uncle character as well. But, um, but is it a problem if every other character in the family <laughs> is actually a little bit more interesting to watch than the person you're supposed to be watching? Like Nana being a uh, anti-capitalist. All of them them were a bit funny and like all of them were kind of characters or had like kind of the right point, but it felt very weird that Jamie Ray is the person that you're supposed to be. Jaime. Jaime, sorry. Jaime uh, was supposed to be following is just kind of boring. Do you know what's fun? What's fun, Peter? (laughs) Going into a movie with zero expectations and mm. giving zero shits about the source material. Yeah. What's your take, Pete? Yeah. Hot take. Zero expectations, guys. Like, yeah. I was like, fuck me, another superhero movie? I guess we're going to go see that. Oh, good. It's a DC one. I've always really enjoyed those. <laughs> <laughs> You're very familiar with that sort of, like, sort of Just you wait, Peter. Knowledge. We're sending you to Aquaman 2. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen Aquaman 1, so good luck I know. With that's, that's why we're sending you to 2 without seeing 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was really fun, at least at least for, for part of it. I was having a great time. For the beginning, and what you guys were just talking about in terms of the um the, the characters around the family, um and the dynamic around that um was primarily the source of my fun, and I didn't yeah. mind that Jaime was playing the straight man in the middle of that dynamic. It's kind of what made it work for me. Sure. Yeah, you need the balance. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. had fun with the movie too. Like I do know Blue Beetle and uh I quite enjoyed uh his run in uh Young Justice, which was a fun little cartoon. Uh but yeah, it was weird to go into something that was like a little bit obscure for DC and still have a good time and not have to worry about, oh, they're gonna ruin the character, are they gonna do this or that? It was kind of enjoyable. Yeah. And it was nice to like 
have a little bit of knowledge about the history of the character before Jaime as well and be able to like pick up small Easter eggs and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, right. There are a lot of little comedic Easter eggs all the way through as well that I kind of, you know, got a bit of a, a giggle out of. Um, you know, things that weren't kind of big things, like the fact that the the guy that he speaks to on the escalator at the very beginning, the the older man, when he, you cut to the over the shoulder, you just see his phone for a couple of seconds and he's just swiping Tinder while he's talking to him. Yeah, um, that was funny. Or the Vicks vapor <laughs> up to um, wake him up from his <laughs> unconscious state. I feel, just gave I, you a real giggle. Like little stuff like that I was really enjoying. I felt there were lots of little Easter eggs in it, but they were all very specifically for different areas. Like sometimes people mm. want to do Easter eggs and it's like, oh, it's references from the comic are going to be interspersed throughout this. This wasn't. This had like cultural Easter egg. You know, yeah. uh, and then like, uh, like you're talking like uh, Latinx cultural Easter egg, and then you're going geek cultural Easter egg, which is not related to uh, the comics. And then you've got comic Easter egg, sort of like comics version stuff, because there was so many mm. different things that I was looking at, and I was like, oh my god, that's that there, that's this there, and I don't want to, I actually don't want to point them out because people will have fun when they find them, and I don't yeah. want anyone looking for them. Uh, especially a lot of references to uh, like computer games, other film and television series. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and mixing them all together. Are you saying, wait, that looks exactly like, hang on. Wait, wait what? Is that just an, a reused prop from something? And you're kind of like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They kind of played into the 80s in its styling and it's music and stuff like that, but it definitely yeah. was not set in the 80s. I don't know why that was a choice. It was like giving Miami Vice vibes in yeah. like the city that it was set in <laughs> and the lighting and mm. the neon and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, the pink and, of and course, blue neon and the synth soundtrack. Yeah, and all of the references were very like 80s as well. Yeah. Yeah, and Palmyra City is just Florida of you know, DC well, because remember they all got like different cities like Gotham and Metropolis and. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that, like it was uh, filmed in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Which is strange because I think the characters are supposed to be Mexican. So why we on the other side of the continent, but. Well, probably never. because that's where the tax breaks are. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, all. in terms of like making Palermo city a Florida-esque kind of place. Who knows? Who knows why? Like they're trying to do stuff. I mean, it, it makes a little bit more sense after I like reading through the the background of it. It's like we've got to understand that um, Jaime is coming straight from Gotham. Technically, he just went to college in Gotham. So you imagine dark yes. and gritty and Batman kind of Gotham is where he's just come from, and he's coming back to like the beach. It actually makes a little bit more sense where you're like, oh, that's why he's kind of like dark and broody and a bit of a like you know he's just happy to be home in a bright sunny area and seeing his family. Because Gotham is a place that could absolutely make you depressed as fuck. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that made yeah. made a little bit more sense. But uh, what didn't make sense was everything else and what the hell was Susan Sarandon doing? <laughs> Being an evil was, carrot. Yeah, I just, know. Uh, living her <laughs> villain life. Yeah, she was uh, she was playing like the Jeff Bridges. Um, what was his Iron Man character that was the sort of like, you know, I run a company yeah, yeah, and we yeah. make arms um, kind of thing. And she just, yeah. and she had this. Obadiah Stane. Yeah, Obadiah Stane, you know. Um, it, it, like, but her is, suit was a proto uh, person. It was like, yeah, a, 
proxy in yeah. somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cyborg sort of so like I, I was watching this and I'm like, we've done all of these before, but we did all of these ten to fifteen years ago, uh, like the same kind of thing. Except, but this one's blue, right? And it's specifically made by Latinx people about Latinx people, um, which is kind of like uh, good and important that there's something in there for people to hang their hat on. But I, I think the problem that I was having with it was I just didn't know which age group was that trying to hang its hat on, you know? Kind of like pick one. Are you mm. going for kids or are you going for teenagers or are you going for uh, like early 20s or are you actually just going for nerds? Um, you know, who who are anywhere, range anywhere between 25 and 70 now. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> honestly, there are definitely six-year-old nerds out there going, ah, finally. <laughs> it's like it speaks to me. Uh, I've been waiting for Blue Beetle my whole life. Um, I hope there's nobody out there like that. <laughs> well, you never know. Why not? Good luck to them if this is their particular kink. Um, yeah, I uh... say I, I, I didn't necessarily personally. I wasn't wondering about the audience throughout. Um, mm. I guess I, I did find it a little bit tonally inconsistent in that it went on like a bit, bit of a ride from like. I'm having lots of fun and like a bit of a giggle to, oh, fuck, this got really heavy really quickly to like action, 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 and we're done. Um, <laughs> which is not an unusual structure for, for a film like this. I don't know why I got surprised when it got heavy and the way that it got heavy. It's, it's you know, not unusual for the genre. Um, but it like I, I kind of felt like it was like super fun and then it was like, a little bit like less fun <laughs> and then it was like much more just action packed in the mm. in the last third um and the, the action stuff is the stuff that engages me the least to be honest mm. I'm like yeah 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 yeah. everyone like roughly knows how this is going to turn out uh so i would have rather more of the characters <laughs> for more time Sure, but I thought there was enough there. Like, I mean, uh, I, I kind of agree. Like, the action stuff was was kind of the dullest part of the movie. Like, lots of colour, lots of movement. It it was smart enough. Like, obviously, it wasn't dumb. Like, we've seen dumb action set pieces where you're like, oh, okay. But, you know, someone had choreographed it well. There was reasoning behind most of the actions, and they did a lot of nods to cartoons and stuff that I've seen, like some of the powers that were used by the suit. Um like I got, I got those those sort of things. But yeah, really, honestly, it was the family, like the stuff between the family and why the family was so important to uh, Jaime, and then uh, a lot of social commentary, uh, which I really was like, could you lean into that a little bit more? Like I real, I really enjoyed what you're talking about. Uh, with the, I don't know. I think they they did a pretty good job of pointing sure. out the the discrepancies in the the caste system that America has, whether they like to admit I mean, it or not making the big yeah. bad a middle-aged educated white lady uh with money like yeah but also one like, of the most dangerous groups in america at the moment yeah but sure. like the physical displacement of people in the city and also like the the guns pointing at people in their own homes and yeah. being forcibly removed from their, yeah. their houses like... there's a lot to say there which is kind of like oh that's that's good you've done well there mm. i also love the fact <laughs> like uh the, probably my favorite part about that which was uh, very much when Jaime had, when the scarab has attached itself to him and then just flown that kid out of the house through the roof. 
um, mm. when it comes back to the family, they just they, they're kind of like they've accepted that he's gone and they just got about doing what they would do, which is like, oh, we'll just put a tarp over the hole on the roof <laughs> and we'll just pick the table back up and start repairing it instead of just being freaking out and calling someone else. It's just like, oh, shit, this horrible thing's happened. Everything's fucked up. Well, quick, let's get back to repairing everything and putting it back to the way it was. And it's like, that's a different mindset. And it's something really nice to see uh, represented in this uh, like kind of way because any other superhero movie would have been like, oh, no, my house is destroyed. Oh, well, someone will pay for a new one or we'll move somewhere else. And this is like, holy shit, someone, something terrible just happened, but uh, we still have to live here because we can't actually afford to move anywhere else because mm. that's just what it is. <clears throat> There's moments of like, you know, the the very in-your-face levels of entitlement and privilege and stuff were the scenes that definitely made me the most uncomfortable in the movie because it was very you know obvious that it's a problem that's not being addressed but I just want to point out the very subtle way that they uh they depicted the different levels like the hierarchy in the film of characters by the virtue signaling of dressing everybody in white what is a superhero <laughs> film? Pure white. And like, oh, let's dress all of our Latina staff in white. Yes. Which is like something that dates back to like, you know, slavery days of like we need to purify the, the brown and the black people by dressing them in white. Yes. yes. They, they, yeah. they knew what they were doing in this film. I don't think any of the choices. Yeah. And I got to like give a shout out to the, um, the costume department and the production designers for, for doing that. It's very mm. subtle, but it's noticeable. Yeah. <sighs> it's, so yeah. it's like, ultimately like, you're like, fuck, we need another superhero film. What's the <laughs> superhero film going to give me that's different yeah. to mm. the other five superhero films I've watched this year. And yeah. like, I do feel like that element of representation um, you know, the social commentary and, you know, that focus on the family, which is an extension of the element of cultural representation, um, really made me feel like I wasn't wasting my time watching mm -hmm. another movie that I kind of have seen before in different colours, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's important. I for... intended to mean different costume colours, but. You know. <laughs> I know what you mean. But, yeah, it is, like, important to have uh, representation for the Latin community in superhero films. Like everybody wants to see themselves uh, in a character that is, you know, different from themselves. And I, I think it's great that we've got uh, Jaime Reyes out there now. Yeah. It's and, and really so nicely done. Like it was, it was entertaining. It was well-performed. Like, you know, it, it, it didn't kind of feel like to me who, doesn't give a shit about the context <laughs> that all of this is placed in. I was like, mm. I'm having fun. Yeah. At least for the first <laughs> half of it. Yeah, I kind yeah. of I kind of look at it and go, if they ever put a big Justice Society, you know, movie together and if Blue Beetle turns up, we'd be like, cool, but why? <laughs> but but or you're just here to represent like, you know, the the this side of this? Like I'm not, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a also, it's also a good um, masterclass in how we can still pass the Bechdel test even if the main protagonist is a man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Flying colours. Yes. Couldn't have not passed it with the, with the uh, cast of, of characters um, yeah. that they put together. 
Um, I mean, it didn't kind of feel overly um, um, virtuous to me. It, it like just kind of like felt right for it. But it is something that I always notice in these films. Like when we watched, I don't know, um, Ant Man and and the Wasp, and I'm like, oh, really? Still, still, we we haven't kind of quite got that right. And I'm like, okay, well, this one. Like, you know, I kind of felt like the representation of the women, even though they weren't the, the main protagonist in the show, was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of look at it as there's, there's two sort of different films in it. It's like as a superhero film, it's pretty dull. As <laughs> as a as a different kind of uh, like family fun film, like the superhero part of this is not really the important part. The yeah. interaction between the family and how that was—it's kind of like a comedy film, a comedy drama about a mm. Latino family, a Mexican family that has anecdotally got a superhero film attached, and it's like, well, that's a much better story. The rest of the stuff about the superhero shit is just kind of like, eh. Like yeah. even Kaji does a bit dull, and she doesn't even really—you know—the the voice doesn't really come out for a long time. And it's just like yeah. cool. So that's that's not even a fun thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird that like the the suit is an entity in itself. It's not just something he's wearing. And like, I'm gonna compare it to Iron Man. Jarvis has a fucking personality. Yeah. So like, it's weird that like, yeah, Kaj was kind of pretty dull in comparison. Yeah. I think Ad Adski was just asking in the chat about what like it's better than Shazam, and I've got to say, yeah, actually, yeah. the family vibe that you get from Blue Beetle is actually better than Shazam. Yeah, yeah, Shazam too, in particular. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> it feels it feels like a real family um, in it, but you mm. know, it also feels a little bit like The Watchmen and a bunch of other films all sort of smooshed together because that's what it is. It feels a bit stealing from everywhere and pushing something out. You know what? Maybe there's my metaphor. This my strange my strange metaphor for this time uh, is. Yes. This feels like one of those uh, murals that you see at carnival rides, where you know that they've literally lifted six different images and kind of shoddily <laughs> yeah. spray painted them across, and you're kind of like, I know where all of those things are from, and it's a bit shit. But the lights are on and the ride's going and you're not really <laughs> going to be too angry about it. But they definitely didn't pay for it. You know, no one's yeah, got the Yeah, they're using licensed property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's been manipulated to that extent where it's like, well, that looks sort of like everything, but it's it's the wrong colours. So, like, it's changed by yeah. 10%. It's like, no. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> Uh, skirts those trademark laws. All right. Uh, well, I think about it's about that time. Uh, it's time for ratings. So, oh. who wants to go first in this one? No, no you one. Go. Me. You go. Okay. You go. Yeah. I'm. Look, I'm going to give it a, a solid sixty. Because mm. I I didn't think it was. Actually, you know what? I give it like sixty five. I think I think sixty <laughs> may be a bit low. Sixty five is is good because I'm thinking about how the rest of the family came through and i'd just be like oh yeah that's that's, that's kind of worse. as a superhero film it'd be probably 40 uh as a kind of mm. more important film that has some more better things to say and with some fun nods into it, i'm gonna go 65 yeah and if you're in the chat give me your ratings and i'll i'll, I'll do math and add that into the 
Yes. Here's me scrabbling for a pen. Where's the... my pen? Out of a hundred, so we can see it. I'm gonna go for a sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, dude. It's a nice movie. It was nice. Um, yeah, probably not the greatest superhero movie of all time, but it was a nice movie about a Latino family, and uh, I enjoyed that part. I liked the relationships between the characters and the journey that they went on. Um, and I also really enjoyed the practical suit that those costume designers slaved over for Blue Beetle. It was gorgeous. Yeah, very happy to see that instead of something that's just completely, you know, green screened in, you know, motion captured and shit. Yeah, fair enough. It was cool. <clears throat> I mean, my expectations were so low, guys. Like, I honestly <laughs> thought that I was going to, like, have a bad time. Um, and I didn't have a bad time. I had fun and, like, don't really care about the character. Uh, so I think was able to have a lot more fun than other people may have uh, in a film like this. Um, and I'm not, you know, running out the door telling people, you must watch this film, but I wouldn't advise someone not to watch it. I'd say, yeah, that's a, you know, fun use of a couple of hours of your time. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of 75. Oh. Like I had a smile on my face for, for most of the first, you know, yeah. bit of it until it kind of got heavy and actiony, and then yeah. that bit didn't anger me. So, like, the smile on my face, you know, kind of buoyed me enough to get me through the bit that I didn't think was as interesting. Nice. Uh, and then, like, like, we got to the post-credit sequence, and then I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't care enough about this to care about this. I think anyone... Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to talk spoilers. I uh, can't wait to talk spoilers. Which was kind of funny because I was like, well, as the credits rolling, I was like, I enjoyed that. And then we got to that bit, I was like, no, nah, I don't care. No one cared. I don't know if anyone knew what the fuck was going on. I watched that thing and you was like, really? might care when I get to spoilers and tell you something. Great. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for that. Uh, and mildly there, Quinny has entered the chat, by the way. Uh, hello, Q. He's in there right now. Um, unfortunately, he's very far away doing his mollusks stuff, but he also gave it 75. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah, so that's that's how that's going to go. Anyway, well, let's go quickly to a clip and see, uh, you know what? I'm just going to do the bit where he's going to force it out of himself. There we are. Just like this <laughs> review, we're going to force this out of ourselves, and we'll come back in a minute. Enjoy this clip. No! Hi. Dude, no worries. Just take your time. Thanks, Jenny. you got to force it to Hi. come out. What do you... Hi. Oh. Oh. You're a genius. What? I know. What'd I say? You said this thing isn't going to protect me, right? Uh, it's not going to let me die? No, no. I mean, we we'll die. I, All right, let's see if it works. I wouldn't test it. No, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, Yes, that's how you force it out of you. You just try no, and commit suicide. No, you get a prolapse suicide. if you force it out. Oh, uh, you've always, yes. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, there was. There's not. Uh, I gotta put the. I gotta put the spoiler, spoiler warning. Wait, spoiler warning now. And this is yes. Like, and given this hasn't actually been officially released in cinemas, like most people are gonna have to leave now if they don't want spoilers. Is it, but then I'm not sure that you can really spoil this film too much because it's it's just a superhero origin story. I, I mean, yes, but it, it was structurally and thematically did track exactly like every other superhero origin story involving a young man 
They do. Even... They do seven. Which is why I'm like, I don't know why I was surprised when it got heavy because I was like, oh no, that that tracks. That, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, you've to got a have... bloody young superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have to lose a family member at least one or something. Something has to happen like that, or your mum's died. Someone has to die. Like no, no one, no one lives. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna drop a little bomb that there's a rumor going around that Ted Cord could be played by Ted Lasso. Jason oh. Sudeikis might be tipped to be actually playing Ted Cord if they do a uh, Blue Beetle too. Ted Cord. So Ted Cord is actually like Batman, really, because he's the, the one. Yeah, the OG Blue Beetle. The OG. That didn't have the scarab powers. Yeah, he just had missing. technology. And that is just, alive at the end of the film. Just had a suit that looked like a lot like the like live action Batman television series. Suit. Yeah, like the 66 Batman, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like who's well, gonna... Kappa, spoiler alert, he's alive at the end of the movie, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's comics, no one's ever dead. Um, um, and that was the point that I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, if exactly. I don't ever watch another one of these, I'm, I'm fine to leave these characters here. I'm... Also, the OMAC. That is not the OMAC. Uh, that is not how... That's not the real Omax origin story. So they've they've kind of shoehorned it into this world for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I kind of want to like, if you're going to lay into Blue Beetle this way, like one of the things that I always know is, or I, I remember, and get me if I'm wrong here, like isn't it like more of a, a double team? Like it's usually Blue Beetle and someone, but I would like to see Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Yeah. Because they have a different, very different dynamic, which is like yes, Booster Blue Gold Beetle. is just a dickhead. And yes, <laughs> Blue Beetle great. is like, can you not, can you stop being a dickhead? And I'll <laughs> go back to being mad about them axing Legends of Tomorrow because the final season the last episode they fucking introduced booster gold and i'm like oh this could have been so much better if they could have kept going yeah yeah it's like come on do booster <sighs> gold you cowards just fucking like yeah it, it, we yeah. almost we almost well he was in smallville correct quinny you still in the chat bro yeah yeah he's, he's, who knows <laughs> quinny would have uh would it, would, was in small would it be right to say yeah, he's, thanks, he's kind of like the deadpool of the dc universe but without the like he's kind of mm, well he doesn't have like infinite healing abilities no but he's, i'd he's, say only the parallel is that they're both dickheads yeah yeah <laughs> isn't, isn't booster gold is just from the future so that's why he's a superhero because basically he's from he has future tech and that's he, yeah that's his whole thing it's yeah. like he came from the future with technology and convinced a bunch of people that he's a superhero but he's actually not he's just a regular person a regular uh, dude but yeah, he's yeah. lying to everybody yeah 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 got a bit um, of a complex yeah it, but you know okay so yeah we're getting off track here because we're talking about um this uh i feel like uh, susan sarandon was in this film because maybe she had grandchildren who said yeah do a superhero or maybe she just zipped it and went to her kids and said i'm in a superhero film and, and they're like great what is it and they're like blue beetle and the kids are like who who <laughs> <laughs> well i've signed the contract now uh um she she was definitely in this film and played a role mm. as someone in the yeah. film, but uh, wasn't really stretching. Uh, I mean, could she have done it differently to how she did it? Um, 
I don't know. You know. The role is the role. Yeah. Yeah. Should she have been more deranged? <laughs> I mean, I think the only weak actor in the movie was the girl playing Jenny Cord. Yeah. 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 Um, I still liked her, but, but. She was fine, but she there was, was yeah. yeah, kind of weaker in the confrontational she, scenes. She didn't have the timing that <laughs> mm, the others had. Yeah. Look, I feel like the most underutilized character was probably the mum. Yeah, the mum kind of faded into the background, which is kind of sad. Like, usually yeah, yeah. the matriarch would be somebody that's a little bit more uh, yeah, I'm just looking at outgoing it or um, extroverted. But Yeah, yeah, it's it's just kind of like I've, I'm reading through the cast and they have all of the cast out there. And then in oh, the Harvey like, Guillen, like, got completely sidelined, which is so disappointing. But, you know, like, he didn't have anything to do anyway, really. Yet another. Yeah, it was a superfluous character. Yeah, yeah. kind of annoying. It was just I mean, not of... entirely superfluous, but well, that could have been done by anybody. It could have been done by anybody. Susan but, but then could we, have but, been but then person. we wouldn't have had that moment where we were like, "Why are you wasting this moment, dude? Move, move, move!" Yeah. Like that whole thing was for nothing. But really, but really, <laughs> Dr. Jose Francisco Morales Rivera de la Cruz. Yeah. Just, well, you remembered it all. I didn't. I looked it up. <laughs> because on IMDb, he's just credited as Dr. Sanchez. And I'm like, guys, come on. Oh, come on. It's not even Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, this Dr. is the thing. Guillermo. One of the, thing, one of the things I liked about it was it, it was, uh, a, a like, everyone in it was Latino. Um, mm. And that's who they all focused on. And there wasn't anyone really thrown in there. Like you're supposed to hate Susan Sarandon and that's great because, you know, she's just there to play the foil. But I really love that everyone involved around it was always Latino. And mm. didn't matter what role that they had, there was always a, a role for them in it, which is great. Even though it's still technically set in America, it was just kind of like, cool, you could have easily gone the other way and you didn't. Mm. Um, so th thankfully uh, for... Yeah, they could have made Jenny White and they didn't. Yeah. So Daniel Manuel Soto, who was the director of this uh, from um, Puerto Rico. Uh, well done. Nice. On that one. Um, I have to admit, haven't seen any of the other stuff and probably not going to. Not at no. the moment. Hopefully you get some more, more roles through some other stuff. Um, but he wants to know if we've mentioned the sound mix. I mean, yeah, we talked about the synthwave. Oh, I know that. Well, aesthetic. Q was actually a, a aggressively angry oh. about the sound mix, which oh. I have to admit, yeah, was weird. It just kind of fluctuated wildly between, you know, too loud and then mm -hmm. not loud enough. Oh, I don't um, remember. But, you know, it was, it, sometimes it was overblown, but, you know, most of the time that was during like all of the fight scenes. And I got to tell you, I was pretty much asleep during the fight scenes. I think I got up and went to the bathroom at one point when. Uh, like I was like, oh, let's. I could have gone during the middle of this fight. So then when I came back, I, I looked at Quinny. I was like, did I miss anything? And he just went, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I did. Um, yeah, because in all of this is just action, action, action. Like I mean, there's so many things. Like when he creates at one point that Thor hammer kind of thing, and I was like, you just, oh, you're just referencing oh, shit. Oh, oh, <laughs> I also, has the building. I also have to. Uh, point out for the any final fantasy fans in the chat he does yeah. make a buster sword <laughs> yeah that's what i say there's yeah. a, there's there's, he there's asks different the issues. scarab if like he can make anything out of his imagination just like yeah, yeah. 
So he made the boss a sword. I mean, like, nice. this is what I was talking about in the tonal issues. Like, earlier on, he goes to, like, great lengths, uh, Jaime goes to great lengths to stop any violent, like, sort of deadly force stuff and just to make it all non-violent and that's okay. Except when it gets to the kind of climactic battle scene, his family don't have any of those qualms. So I don't know where he <laughs> learned that because there was a few parts there where uh, when the uncle was using the bug machine and he was just killing people and they re even yeah. reference it. And it's like, yes, you but just, they were evil henchmen. You just stood on that guy and he's like, oh, whatever, you know, and then just keeps <laughs> swatting people away. And then by the end of it, Jaime is like, I'm just going to kill people. Like, well, no, I mean, but that was, that was character arc. Like, that 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 was actually part of the story that Jaime is like now I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah, well, not this guy. Like because before that he had no problem disposing of henchmen. When it gets to the hench person who he has the most motivation to kill, rather than just like oh this guy's in my way and 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 I will give them a compound compression injury. You Do you know. know for sure that he killed any of those previous henchmen? I don't know that he did. Peter, he just knocked him around a bit. Yeah, it's subdued Peter. them. Yeah. All, <laughs> just knocked the wind out of them. All supposedly non-violent superheroes have a litany trail of people in, like, traction that they leave with mountainous debt. The th they traction is not death. They don't kill people. But in the American healthcare system. Exactly. They crush them with economic <laughs> disability, and that's yeah, their real I, I, crime. I, I, did think that one particular bit with the guy being skewered by the bug leg was a little bit weird when we'd made yeah. such a big deal of no killing previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think that that moment where Jaime wants to kill, that was character development. Sure. Also, what was Matt Murdock's just like thing between a henchman and a goon? Because Karina's pointing out they were goons, but were they henchmen or goons? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the difference. What I think are the semantics I, on being a henchman or a goon? I think a henchman is <laughs> is a paid role, whereas a goon is like a, like an external contractor. A henchman is someone <laughs> an ex like a henchman is someone who's committed to the cause and does it for like an average wage and a day nine to five. Whereas a goon is a hiring, so it's not like your mercenary. It's between the military and Blackwater. <laughs> you know. That's how I categorize it. Either way, a lot of them are dying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope they have health cover. Yeah. No, no. Uh, the stormtrooper. Yes, that's right. Pretty Kanga, you're right. Stormtroopers are henchmen because they uh, they are hired in and they go through, whereas the bounty hunters are goons. Gotcha. Yeah. But you were correct that that was tonally inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a few of those tonal inconsistencies where it's like, is he an awkward teenage kid or is he a bit of a lover boy kind of knows what he's doing kind of person? Like, there's lots I mean, of different... Well, obviously, that's also character development. Is it, though? Yeah. But did he have to he's lose He's a superhero his... now. He has self-confidence. <laughs> and all it requires is a piece of alien technology <laughs> fused to your spine uh, that give, to give you that confidence. All it requires. All it requires. So just remember, kids, go out there and start trying to stab your spine with alien pieces. You might no. end up with powers. No. Does it make sense? <laughs> no. All right. I mean, a lot of cars bit it in the first half of the film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of, of collateral cars. damage. <laughs> but and specifically cars. Yeah. yeah I, I hope like, everyone had insurance. Uh, I have to admit some of the jokes or some of the little nods uh, missed me. Like um, I don't understand what was the idea of 
sucking on a lemon in order to, uh, you know, there was one point the grandmother gave the, the, the granddaughter. Remedies. Yeah, yeah, nano remedy kind of stuff. Or making Nana's sure. always got something that's going to make you feel better. Has to vitamin bless you. Yeah. It's like why you have the eat the oranges after the sport yeah. game is the vitamin. There's probably a cultural significance about letting your braids down before you murder a bunch of people and laugh maniacally because that's part of what your grandmother's about. You don't know. You don't <laughs> know. killed them. They just got the wind knocked out of them. Peter, again, <laughs> you sweet summer child. They were non-lethal no. rounds. <laughs> Pretty sure they were lethal. Um, well, they were colourful. Look, I feel like they if you're going to go to work for the evil white lady, like maybe you get what's coming. I don't know. I don't. But she was she evil? No, she legitimately owned the company. She le- she paid all of their health care. You know, she didn't she didn't murder people directly. How can she be held <laughs> responsible? If one of her employees shot someone, then that person will suffer the consequences <laughs> and they'll support them. I don't know. Um, uh, good. Well, I think that's about enough we have to say about I, the yeah. blue Yeah, I mean, blue you know, beetle. we could spoil it further, but most of the people in the chat haven't seen it, so maybe... Yeah, look, go out, go out and see. It's kind of like, you know, is it a good time? Yeah, if you, if, you, if you want to go and see a movie, go out and see it. I mean, you're not expecting Shakespeare. You're not going to get Shakespeare, but you're going to have a bit of a fun time. And uh, I'm going to say don't bother sticking around to watch the very end credit scene. It's just, like, honestly, it's, it's obscure now. Stop doing that. At least give <laughs> us some some cool shit these days. I'm sick of the post, post-credit scene where they don't give you anything and they just give, we're just going to give you a wink, a real quick wink. It's like, no, just, you know, you've just wasted my time. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. What are we doing next week? Where well, I probably won't be here. We're doing Ninja Turtles. <gasps> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, am I going to be here? Hey? I might not be here. Oh. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like on a plane. So like uh, I'm I, I may be seeing a show that I forgot to put in my calendar. <laughs> oh. So Jill and, and Quinny will definitely be having a great old time it's talking about fine. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We love um, turtles. Yes, yeah, so a a new a new one, like you know, another one. I hope it's worth it. I think so. It looks cute. I like the the young voice actors that they've got playing teenage. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Why didn't they just get Corey Feldman again? He could be in it. Um, oh dear. Yeah, so we've got that next Tuesday. Back to the regular time. Next Tuesday we'll be doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then the Tuesday after that we'll be maybe... Did I put it up? Did yeah, we we're doing um, Our Flag Means Death. Yay, good. It's something different That's in the calendar right. and I just was about to say something different. So I'm like, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Yes, Our Flag Means Death. Um, which is season one I'm, ahead of I'm the I'm going to start season. applying for October positions of all of the spooky movies that are coming out in the next couple of weeks because I can't wait. We've got a new Pet cemetery coming out. We've got uh, a movie called Totally Killer that looks really fun. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got cemetery. the new Haunting of Hill House show. I've forgotten the name of it. Um, yeah, Haunting in Venice as well? That's, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um and talk to me. Oh no, we've got to watch Talk to Me. I've got Talk to Me. Which one was that? Um, that was the there was the, the, uh, the horror horror film called Talk to Me, which has uh, got an Australian connection. 
Um, oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that one's one, yeah. that one's something we can talk. We it's Spooktober. Remember and get everyone yeah. in. Tell us what spooky movies you want us to do during. Um, Peter, I think you would enjoy Totally Killer. Go and watch the trailer for that. It's like a it's a Back to the Future horror movie. <laughs> okay. Yes, <Yeah>, time <laughs> travel slash a fig, All but right. like fun is coming. <laughs> I, I'll have a look at the trailer. And it's got the Sabrina girl in it, whatever her name is. <clears throat> hmm. um, yeah. Great. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Spooktober, send us through your suggestions. Uh, if you want to see The Nun 2 or Pet Cemetery or um, oh, <laughs> there's Saw X. The nuns. Holy shit, oh Saw my X God. I haven't out. watched a single Saw movie. It's just that yep. doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what's going on. Like there's scary and then there's yeah. horror and there's gore. We could pick a classic. What's a very like old Night of the Living Dead? There you go. We'll do that one. <laughs> one point. That's a zombie movie. Even I think you could handle Peter. <laughs> You'd be fine with it. Um. All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks for joining us for Blue Beetle. Go and go and see Blue Beetle if you feel like it. Why not? It's not a bad yeah. time waster. We won't twist your arm. To you won't. Yeah, but you won't. It was okay. It's not we covering any new ground entirely. Yep. <laughs> um. Have a good evening. We'll um, catch you all next Tuesday. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.